Hi guys, so this is going to be round two of my podcast that I did yesterday, but unfortunately what I did not realize when I went through everything is that there was the sound of a very loud fan in the background. And if you guys know me, whether you watch me on YouTube or you listen to me here, you know I'm a perfectionist and I was mortified on one of my episodes when... It had a sound issue and y'all let me know and you were so sweet about it. I was absolutely mortified. So when I found out that this one had a issue, like an auditory issue, I was like, no, I'm not posting it. I'm not dealing with it. I'm not, I, no, I'm just, I'm too much of a perfectionist. So uh, this is round two and I'm really glad that you're here and you made it back to me. <laughs> Hopefully I can post it today or tomorrow, whenever, but um, today we are talking about women's bodies. And this is a huge topic across the country for multiple reasons. Um, we have our pro-life and pro-choice uh, debates people get into. They're very, very torn on that. I totally understand that. I have friends on both sides of the spectrum, um, if that's what you want to call it, both sides of the debate. Um, but that is not what we're getting into. What actually sparked this was um, there was a YouTuber who talked about Adele's body and the positive and negative reaction to it. And then there was also um, a wonderful, wonderful journalist. I believe her name is Haley Stewart and she runs Curves and Curls UK. If you guys want to look that up, um, she's a plus size model and a plus size advocate. And so she and the this other YouTuber, um, both of them gave different perspectives on Adele's body. And I was kind of shocked by the negativity um, that came with um, Adele. If you don't know who she is, she's a amazing, amazing singer. Please go look her up and then listen to the rest of this podcast because she will blow you out of the water with her vocals for sure. But uh, she was a plus size person and she was curvy and beautiful and vivacious and sensual and had a very, in my opinion, jazzy voice um just reminded me of almost like Etta James and like some of those old bluesy jazzy kind of singers very very distinct as soon as you hear Adele's voice you will know who she is but she was a plus size woman uh and she's lost a significant amount of weight and I don't know if that's because recently she's been divorced and it really took a toll on her um, which sometimes that can happen if you go through something stressful. Um, or if it was just the fact that she wanted to do better for her body and she was, um, you know, tired of living in a body that maybe she felt was overweight for her. And I, I can't judge and say that it was overweight for her, but maybe she felt it was overweight. I don't know. I myself am a plus size advocate. Um, I'm a big believer that no matter what your body size is, it's beautiful. And as long as you're trying to take care of it in your own unique way, um, it's beautiful. And you don't have to be a certain size. I want to clarify that right now. You don't have to be a certain size or a certain shape or have abs to be beautiful um, or a certain gender or a certain, you know, race. None of that matters. You are beautiful, hands down, no matter what. But I also understand that sometimes people feel like they want to make a change for their life. And I have friends who have lost significant amounts of weight before. And they did it because they felt unhappy. And everybody else 
thought that they looked gorgeous, but they did it because they felt unhappy after they had their next baby or, you know, maybe they did go through a divorce or, you know, maybe work was stressful or marital issues or whatever it is, or maybe they just wanted to feel better about themselves. And, you know, I've been a more plus size person. I've gone up and down the scale. Um, and sometimes you just get tired of your body, like literally being heavy and, I don't mean on the outside, I mean on the inside. When you put your clothes on and when you're struggling with your weight, you don't like the way something might fit or something might feel and you it literally feels like a weight, like an ankle weight. It literally feels like a weight has been tied around you and you're like, I just wanna feel better, you know? Um, I've lost over 30 pounds before, I've gained 30 pounds back, I fought with my weight like it was like a, you know, a a heavyweight champion, um, no pun intended, but you know, I've gone up and down on the scale and I know how exhausting that can be when you're yo-yoing and you're just trying to feel better about yourself. It's not about the size. You just want to be able to live inside of your spiritual and emotional property. You know, like this house, this body that we live in is our house in a way, I hope that that's not too out there for you guys, but it is a place that we find rest at the beginning of the day and the end of the day when we open our eyes and our close our eyes and we, we live there. You know what I'm saying? Like that is our emotional and intellectual and physical property. Our, our bodies and people had a lot to say about Adele and people have a lot to say about women in general. I mean, I'm using Adele as an example, but when she lost so much weight, the people who were a part of the body positive movement were horrified and said, that's not how you love your body. You're supposed to love your body as is, as it is right now. You're not supposed to lose the weight. You're just supposed to love it as it is. And then you had other people coming back and saying, no, she loves her body. That's why she did it because she wanted to feel more comfortable inside of herself and more comfortable in her body. And I think as women, we are definitely, definitely picked apart continuously and told how to look and, you know, how to feel and how to dress ourselves and how to sell ourselves to the rest of the world and market ourselves. I hate to say sell ourselves because it sounds like I'm talking about prostitution. I am not. I am not prostitution shaming, but I am not talking about it in this particular instance. (laughs) Um, So as women, and I used her as a huge example, but as women, we go through this all the time and we feel like, am I good enough? Am I strong enough? And very often we make changes not for ourselves. We make them for other people. And I think that's why maybe those healthy changes don't stick because we're not doing them for ourselves. We're doing them for other people so that we will be acceptable. But we don't know Adele's story. And I have a huge problem with people criticizing her weight loss saying, oh, she wanted to be something for everybody else. You know, what if she wanted to be healthy? What if this was her change and her motivation and her, you know, idea? And I've, like I said, I've struggled with my weight. I've gone up and down the scale. I've lost significant weight um, to the point where I was a size six, barely a size six. And I was like, um, I'm five, seven. And I was like barely 120, 125 pounds. And then I have been quite up the scale, quite prolific on the scale. Is that how you say the word? Prolific? 
prolific? I don't know. But my point is, I have been up the scale and I have been down the scale and I have been a heavier girl and I have been more of a slender girl. And the kind of reactions I got from family members, I feel for Adele because you don't want to feel like people's love is conditional. Um, But when I was at my thinnest, I had people telling me I was too thin. Um, When I was at my healthiest, I had people shower me with love and affection and say that I was beautiful and gorgeous and stunning and slender and, you know, really meant the world to me. And, um, but then those same people who said how beautiful I was and how much they admired me when I put the weight back on for various reasons, um, they were the first ones to be shaking their heads and saying, oh, what a pity and that's so sad and I feel so bad for her and, you know, um... And in the same token, like I said, for the body positivity community, they embraced me and loved me and welcomed me and said, that's okay, and you're beautiful, and you're wonderful, And but then when I started to lose weight, some of those people shook their heads and said, wow, she's folding to a stigma. She's folding to a socially, you know, but to social pressure um, and social capability, and it's really, really interesting how people in the first place think that they have any right to um, speak on a woman's body. And I think this is, it's amazing to me that we're still fighting that battle in 2020. And I believe that sometimes women are, are not looked at as human. We're looked at as a product. Um, are we pretty? Are we packaged in a certain way? Are we categorized in a certain way? It's the same reason that men get intimidated, not to man bash, but it's the same reason men get intimidated by a smart, beautiful, intelligent, funny, charismatic woman with who's got a bomb-ass career and who's got her goals together. He will try to knock her down a peg. I've had it happen to me. I've gone on dates before. Thank God I found someone wonderful, but I've gone on dates before him. And I'm just going to tell you, I've had some very arrogant men in my life who have tried to knock me down a peg or make me feel bad because I'm a curvy girl because they were intimidated by my intelligence. At least I'm assuming that's <coughs> assuming that's what it was. That's what it seemed to be. You know, when I talked about my goals and my dreams and starting a YouTube channel, they kind of rolled their eyes and laughed and really, you're going to start a podcast, you're going to start a YouTube, really? Do you really think that's sustainable? I mean, come on. You know, so thank God I didn't wind up with them. But men will do that. And you know what? This is not gender specific. I've had mean girls in my life say the most horrific things you can imagine to me about my size. Because again, maybe they were intimidated by some skill that I had, you know, or maybe they were jealous or I don't know, maybe their period was coming. I don't know, but they were mad or irritated and, you know, um... I just think that it's amazing when you think about people in your life just feeling so entitled. That's the word that comes to mind the most to me when I think about our bodies. People feel entitled and they want us, like I said, to be packaged and categorized and, oh, this this girl is, you know, plus size or this girl is slender or this girl is socially acceptable or this girl is not and they want to put us in boxes and we can't be put into boxes. We're not boxable, you know, we are not. I'm not a Tupperware container, thank you very much. (laughs) I'm not, I'm a real person with flesh and blood and bone and, you know, ideas and um, I respect myself and I deserve to to be here and I deserve to 
um, you know, have ideas and opinions and I deserve to be here, whether you like my body or not, that actually doesn't matter. Uh, I have to like my body. I have to live in that emotional property. I have to feel safe uh, in my architecture, my, my blood and bone architecture. It doesn't matter if you like my body or not. I have to wake up every day feeling like I am worthy. I'm beautiful. I'm kind. I am, you know, successful. Whether or not anybody else feels that. And I think that that is, that is something that's hard for all of us, right? That really, really is. Um, and it doesn't make any, any better because of social pressure or when we finally do something good for ourselves and we lose weight, you know, or take better care of ourselves, not for anybody else. Sometimes we dress up for ourselves. Sometimes we do things specifically for ourselves. I was having this conversation with a friend the other night and they were like, why do you dress up so much? Well, because it makes me feel better. I'm, you know, I'm a fashionista. I'm a little bit glam. It's what I do. I might wear very natural makeup, but the rest of my outfit makes up for it, believe me. And it makes me feel better about myself. And it's the way that I defeated anxiety and depression by saying I'm going to put care into my outfit. I'm going to choose my accessories with intention. What kind of earrings do I want? What kind of necklace do I want? What kind of headband do I want? What kind of outfit do I want today? And It sounds extremely like girly, but that is a major thing that helped me with my mental health was putting intention into my outfits, especially after I switched career from being a preschool teacher to an administrative assistant for a luxury car company. I had to step up my game number one. It was no joke working for Buick or Infinity. It's no joke. You have to look put together. But also, I wanted to look put together. I wanted to be a better person. I wanted to present myself. I wanted to level up. I was hungry for that to be like, let me level myself up and be the best possible version of myself so that I feel comfortable inside of my body and I feel comfortable, you know, going out into the world. And it wasn't about social representation, even though when you're working for an employer, it kind of is. But I had that hunger and desire and ambition to change myself. And we can't knock anybody's hustle, whether it's a monetary hustle or an emotional hustle or a spiritual hustle. Their journey is not our journey. And I just think we need to take a step back as a society, society, (laughs) and we need to think about how we comment so frequently on plus size bodies like it's nothing, you know, um, Think about how we comment on women's bodies. We don't tend to do it uh, to men as much. I know that there is still pressure for them to feel like they um, fit a certain mold. They, you know, um, have a six pack or whatever. Although now, like I said, they're saying that like the quote dad bod is just having a natural bod and that the dad bod is sexy and that there's studies, I guess, that say that you know, women like the quote unquote dad bod better. So it's, that is hard because that's almost a privilege where it's like they get to either work out and look great or they get to just rock their natural bodies and also get social acceptance and appreciation. Meanwhile, as women, we're over here struggling because we're still trying to fit into a size two and it ain't going to happen. And it shouldn't happen. If you are petite and that's your size, that's great. But you shouldn't feel pressure like you have to be a two or a four or a six. Like you really shouldn't. I mean, we're going to feel that pressure regardless. But 
We should try to love ourselves more. And that's, I guess, you know, there is no easy answer and there is no easy way to wrap this up with a pretty bow and be like, well, and this is what we learn from that because this is an ongoing struggle for women that our bodies are marginalized and categorized and put into a, you know, metaphorical, unless you're a serial killer, in which case you need help and to be behind bars, a metaphorical Tupperware container. Um, <clears throat> and we're told what to do and how to dress and what we're supposed to look like. And that's because, like I said, we're really not seen as people. We're seen as a product. And this is what I feel on an everyday basis. Like, oh, well, there's Essie and she's all dressed up and she looks like a present and she's got her bows on and she looks socially acceptable. So, you know, she gets the raise over this other person. No, that's not the way that we should be treating people whether they're less attractive or more attractive or bigger or smaller. And I've always wondered, like, who actually set these tones? Who actually set these categories and said, this is acceptable and this is not? I feel like they are entrenched in history. And I know from from a fashion standpoint, if you look it up, I believe it was like the 1930s or 40s where they um, definitely took the poorest and whitest women and then had them model and then created uniforms for the rest of us that this is what the sizing is, the most poor and not, you know, racially diverse. And we're gonna take impoverished women from like the 30s and the 40s who've just come off of a huge war and we're gonna set that to be the body structure. It's just mind boggling to me that that is the body structure from like the 30s and the 40s and you're not taking into consideration different bodies and disabilities and, you know, and abilities and, you know, diverse backgrounds. You're not taking any of that into account and you're pushing that on us and telling us that that is, that is the status quo and it's just sad. And like I said, normally with my podcasts and my YouTubes and whatever I'm doing, I like to wrap it up. I like to put a positive spin on things but in this case there is really no positive spin I guess we have to just focus on self-love and not care about what anybody else says but it is very difficult to do that in today's day and age because when you lose weight you're criticized when you gain weight you're criticized when you're somewhere in between um you're still criticized so what are you gonna do you know That, I guess, is the question of the day. What are you going to do and how are you going to handle it? And I guess what what we have to do is just move forward with self-love. And that's all we can do is try to love ourselves a little bit better, even if the rest of the world is being critical. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to um, the second version of this podcast this morning. Um, I'm proud of this one much more than I was proud of the one last night because there's no fan sound in the background. So I love you guys so much and I will talk to you next time. Bye.